This is Tanya Lin with the Sistership Circle podcast. From spirituality, sexuality, and sisterhood to business, relationships, contribution, and creativity, the Sistership Circle podcast introduces a new model of feminine leadership where women get real and vulnerable about it all. Tune in for authentic advice that will empower you to be bold, beautiful, and brilliant as your true self. Are you perpetuating the sister war? This is quite a confronting question. And you might be thinking, who, me? Right? I'm part of sistership circle. I'm all about sister connection. I'm all about circle. I'm all about the sisterhood. How could I possibly be perpetuating the sister war? That is exactly why I am doing this Facebook Live. Because even those of us who think that we are above and beyond the sister wound and the sister war, and we think that we uh, have no more sister wounds left, right? And we are... We're friends with women and we love women and we circle and all of these things. And we think that we've somehow risen above the sister wound. I am specifically talking to you, to us. And here is why. Because it is really up to us to stop and to end this infestive like it's just it's (laughs) it's a real problem it's it's infesting it's it's a real problem that we have on this planet and those of us who get it we understand that there's the sister wound we're doing circle work we are part of and we've experienced real authentic sisterhood we've still got work to do And it's really up to us to make the change. So if you are joining me live, welcome. Uh, Be sure to share with me who you are, say hello and where you're dialing in from. I've got to say, I am nervous about doing this Facebook Live because of the um, controversy that I feel like is already come up uh, lots of messages private messages to me um it's it feel it's such a touchy subject it feels very vulnerable to speak on this this is probably the most nervous that i felt um i felt a big block come up and just be like i just want to hightail it and run and i don't want to have this conversation and to be honest i've wanted to have this conversation for a while now And I've just had a lot of fear come up around taking it head on. And, you know, you might be thinking, well, that's a little dramatic to call it a sister war. And that might be a little dramatic to be saying that I could be perpetuating it because I am a spiritual woman who, um, you know, is, is all about women's empowerment. But that is exactly who this video is for. This is for the women who are doing the empowerment work for women who are circling already, who have experienced authentic sisterhood because there is still work for us to do. I have been leading circles for 
I've been doing women's empowerment work for almost a, de for a decade now. I can't believe I can say that. A decade. I started in 2009. It's been a decade. And I still have the sister of wound come up for me. So if I've been in hundreds of circles, have facilitated and trained facilitators and have done so much work on this and I still have it coming up, chances are most likely you do too, even if you think that you are completely immune and that you are no longer part of the wounding you are. And that's a bold statement to make, but that is the statement I am willing to make because if I am constantly looking at how I am still perpetuating it, after I've been doing 10 years of this work, chances are that you are too. And that is a really important piece here for us to do in circles and in women's empowerment in general is that we take our shadows for head on and not do the spiritual bypassing of I'm just all about love and light. No, BS. That's total BS. So I'm just going to say we are not about spiritual bypassing. We are about, as leaders in this movement, in Sistership Circle, we are about doing the work. And by us doing the work, that's how we then model and we make the change. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Instead of pointing the finger, look within yourself of how you can become a clearing for real authentic sisterhood on the planet. Because the more that us spiritual women do in this regard, the more that we continue to heal ourselves and to call ourselves out and hold ourselves to integrity around this. And we are responsible for even the slightest place where we might be perpetuating it. That is how we change the world. That is how we heal the collective sisterhood wound. We stop finger pointing. We stop saying that it's out there because whatever is out there is actually a reflection of what's in here. And that is a really, really important piece for us to understand. So I had quite a few women who were messaging me about, I feel like I should just read this one because it's just so perfect. Um, cause this is, this just sums it right up. Uh, I'm going to find it real quick. There we go. I totally agree with what you have said, but how do we do it? I know women and nod with me and even give me a thumbs up. If you agree, I know women who lie and manipulate people, turning them against each other, deliberately steal boyfriends and husbands, verbally attack other women in front of people, always have to be the queen and in control of the office, the nonprofit, the club, or anything else they're involved in, use their sexuality to get ahead of other women, and any number of other things. I think we can all raise our hand and say that we know someone who fits one of those, right? So if you're with me, say yes, give me a thumbs up, you're with me on this. I mean, that is the truth, right? But how easy is it for us to point the finger and say, well, you're a liar. You're a manipulator. You're, you do all of these things. It's much easier to blame and to 
continue to say there's something wrong with you, right? Um, and to keep the focus out there. And then to throw up our hands and say, well, I don't know what to do about them, right? Because I'm a spiritual woman who loves women. Like, I'm, I'm all about women's empowerment. Like, what am I supposed to do about them? Right? This is where we can do the work, is we have to continue to do the work and to call ourselves out and to actually bring this topic to light. It's, it, this is our job right now, is that we must make a stand for sacred sistership by first looking within and looking at where there might be something still going on within me. So the first thing that I really want to introduce right now is um, this concept of the Karpman Drama Triangle. If you've heard of this, give me a thumbs up. Um, yeah, Berhen, Berhenda, that is a big part of this. It, it's absolutely part of this. But I want to, we'll get there, okay, because that is a big piece, and that's what's brought a lot of this on, this conversation. Okay, so Cartman Drama Triangle. If you heard of this, this is a social model of human interaction, and it was conceived by Stephen Cartman, and basically it says that this triangle is, it's a way of mapping conflict or drama-intense relationship transactions. And he says, basically, there are three aspects or faces of drama. The victim, and the victim is poor me. Victimized, oppressed, helpless, hopeless, powerless, right? Like, she took my man. So when we relate this to sister, the sisterhood war, it's poor me, she took my man. And then we fall into this victim state of they did, she did something wrong to me. They did something wrong to me right? Then there is the rescuer who is let me help you. And um, they go into they feel guilty if they don't go into rescue, right? But what do they do? They keep the victim dependent. And the victim is basically given permission to to fail. And we continue to enable the victim in staying in that story. And then there's the persecutor, who says it's all your fault, right? So like the email is the persecutor, which is what many of us are doing, is we're pointing the finger and saying, the sister wound is out there with those women who are doing those things, and I can't do anything about it because I can't change them. But basically what we're doing is that's how we could be perpetuating the cycle that we're being the persecutors, saying it's all your fault. It's out there with you, not with me, with you. So we continue to create this drama. We continue, and that's what happens then also with this triangle, is that we go through and we at one point we might be a victim, and then we go into rescuer, and then we go into persecutor. And we're changing, we're swapping roles all the time, and we don't even realize it. But many of you on this call might actually be persecutors who are saying that it's all your fault out there. And what do we do when we say that? If it's all your fault out there, then we go towards, well, 
I'm high vibe and I'm not going to associate with you and we create barriers and we call them boundaries but essentially we create barriers so what if we stop focusing on what they're doing and instead look at how we can heal this within ourselves and I believe that the biggest piece is for us to heal our mother wound and I love the work that Bethany Webster does around the mother wound she has an excellent article I can put that into um, the notes here of it's just so brilliant but we've had such a disconnect through the mother wound that has created this the sister wound and the sister war it really comes from our disconnect from our mothers and so if you're someone who's saying I all about women's empowerment and I and I circle and I'm all about the sisterhood but you still have a mother wound then that's the work for you to do is to start looking at healing the mother wound within you doesn't mean you have to be best friends with your mother but that you could come from a place of love and compassion because that's part of the piece here is when we're in persecutor and we're saying it's all your fault and we're blaming these women and saying what's all these things that are wrong with them if we're not coming from a place of love and compassion and even an understanding of that they're hurt and that's why they might be doing these things or where they might be even mirroring the part of ourselves then we're never going to get anywhere with this right so just like a war with Israel and Palestine they're constantly pointing the finger at someone else versus where can we be taking personal responsibility here so um, the mother wound is a big part of this and then to actually look at where we where this is coming from in modern day how deeply rooted it is and embedded in our culture of from the past of women being pitted against each other and how the patriarchal society that we live in um, that's focused on dominance control competition how this has literally been wired into us from our mothers and our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers and so it's there's a lot of work for us to do around the mother wound and our disconnect from the feminine in general and one of the biggest pieces I think that we need to understand about the feminine is the feminine is the is is the moon it's not the Sun and what I mean by that is that the feminine is about us going into and descending into the dark it's about putting our fingers into the earth and it's dark down there if you go to the core of the earth right the feminine is not all light and love it's not the Sun and so in us understanding that and not spiritual bypassing but starting to have a connection with the dark and re um, honoring the dark reconnecting with the dark that is I think the way through and so can we actually go to those darker places within ourselves that we actually might be avoiding 
right? Because, oh, I don't want to, you know, I want to stay positive and I want to stay in light and love and I want to stay high vibe. So I don't really want to deal with this versus us actually doing our own work and taking responsibility. So one of, and I'll, and I'll show this how you, I'll, I'll show you how this shows up for me with all the work that I've been doing around the sister wound um, from doing years of circle. Recently, how it's shown up, it still continues to show up. I'm very clear on my sister wound and how it is around abandonment. And this is part of it, right? So I am afraid of still afraid, even with all the circling I've done, I am still afraid of getting too close to you. Because if I get too close to you and I really let you into my heart, chances are you're going to leave me. And if you really see me, you'll see that I am not all that glamorous and I could be a bitch and I have a lot of rage and I'm super intense. And when you really find out those things about me, you're not going to want to stick around. It's too much. So part of my deep wounding is still, is still, I still feel it. it this just came up the other week was that I am too much and you're going to leave. You're going to abandon me. And I've seen this play out and I've, and I, te- and that's the thing. So I test my sisters. I test. So that is part of, like, that perpetuates this war. Can you see that? Can you see by my fear of you abandoning me? And so there's a part of me that's still not allowing myself to be in true intimacy with you and to really let you in because of that fear of abandonment. And so I still got my wall up. There's still some barrier. And I think I'm pretty good at being vulnerable and I'm, 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 you know, if, if you're, if you know me well, like you'll probably be like, what, really? Cause I do, I let people in and there's still that part. So that's where I see that I continue to uphold the sister war. That's my part. And I'm sure that there's others. There's the place where um, I still gossip. There's a place where uh, I still compare myself. And I think many of us have this, comparing myself on social media of someone, a lot of my single friends who I see absolutely, you know, traveling down the world and rocking their businesses. And I'm like, oh, if only I didn't have two small children. But that is, that's a big one for me is comparison or thinking I should be further ahead because I, I see some of my sisters who are doing really well, right? So this is about us finding out and really doing the digging of what's my part and how does it show up? Um, so I just want to read some of these pieces that keep us separate. And that's really what I want to look at. What's the, what is the barrier? What is the separation that you still have with other women that might be very slight, but it's still there. 
and I like to call these the sister crimes. Yes, it might be very dramatic, calling it a sister war and the sister crimes. But here they are. Jealousy, where you're jealous of a sister who's doing better than you, or who seemingly is doing better than you. Cattiness. I still am catty sometimes. Cattiness is when we are um, kind of talking shit about another woman, especially behind her back. Competition, where we're still competing. Now, interestingly, I still see this in a very, very subtle way amongst women in this industry and if, of women's empowerment coaching and stuff. But this competition is um, this, I have to assert my individuality and this proving of self of I have to do it by myself. So even though it might not look like I'm competing with you, I am because I'm still trying to prove myself. And so what I see is a lot of women talking the talk, but when it comes down to collaborating, promoting each other, supporting one another, there's still a huge fear of scarcity. Of if I share you with my community, then there's not enough for me. And whenever we're in scarcity, we are in competition, even if we're not calling it that. And so one of the things that Sistership Circle is how we've really come together of like, come be part of the Sistership Circle umbrella. Come be a facilitator. And how many women want to go and create their own circle thing? And I'm like, what is that all about? It's part of this. It's part of the sister wounding. There's something about it of like, if I'm a sistership circle facilitator, I'm somehow going to lose my individuality and I'm somehow not like, I'm not, I'm not fully proving myself worthy and capable of doing this on my own. So there's this competition that that comes from there. Then we've got contraction and this one is prevalent in our community and all over the place where I'm not totally going to celebrate myself and I'm gonna kind of keep myself on the low pro on the low profile because I don't want you to feel bad about yourself be and you might I don't want you to be jealous or compare yourself to me so I'm not necessarily gonna brag or celebrate and I see how difficult it is for women to brag about themselves and I love Mama Gina and her stand for bragging but I see this all the time we are so afraid of sharing our light and we are so afraid of celebrating our wins and successes to other women because we don't want them to feel bad about themselves huge one um, then we've got betrayal and backstabbing where you know we do something behind someone's back and that could be simply um, saying, I'm not going to, I don't want to go out with you tonight to this party because I, oh, I got to stay home. And then you end up going to another party. So a lot of this betrayal 
and backstabbing is just simply not speaking the truth and how afraid we are of actually speaking what's true for us. Abandonment, I talked about that. Bitchiness, exclusion. To call myself out, this was one of the biggest ones that I really messed up on. Created a circle here in San Diego and there was one woman in kind of our group who I did not include. And when she found out, she was absolutely devastated. And I even told her best friend not to tell her. This was way back in like 2010. And it still eats at me. And I see how much we are exclusive and we're excluding our sisters because of whatever, right? Um, gossip, lying, put downs or judgments that we have. We don't even realize we're, you know, it's like we're, we're judging another woman and we don't even realize we're doing it. It's just so automatic. And that we stay in our own bubbles. We stay with our tribe. And basically what that means is, you know, your vibe is your tribe and these whole, these beautiful little memes that we have, but essentially that we want our tribe to look and act exactly like us versus including and connecting with women from diverse backgrounds, which is a big piece of what Berhenda, is that how you say it? Um, that you were saying of, you know, the, if I go back up in the, in, in here, um, white feminism and the whitewashing and the spiritual coaching world. Yeah. You know, this is, I didn't even realize that that was what was going on until, um, Layla Said's article came out, which we can post in here as well, um, where she called out white women and who are coaches and spiritual leaders, right? Um, and where I saw that was a big blind spot for me. Of I didn't even realize how much, um, because I was like, oh, I'm not racist. I don't see in color. And those are two of the pieces that uphold systematic racism. And I see this within in women's empowerment of how much is, um, you know, I, I, I want to be around women who only look like me. And there's a lot of deep, deep, deep work that we need to do around this to create real authentic sisterhood on the planet. Where, as I say, every single woman on this planet is part of the sacred sistership. And what I like to say is, Every woman is my sister. Not every woman needs to necessarily be my friend, but every single woman is my sister. Can we, even the ones who have hurt us, even the ones who are liars and manipulators and all those things that were written in that email, they are still my sisters. When we can stand as the spiritual women of the world, who are doing the women's empowerment and the circle work. If we can stand in that, that is how we are going to change the world. And so whatever's in the way of you saying that, yes, that woman is my sister. Yes, that woman is my sister. Even if she's lied to me, even if she's backstabbed me, 
even if she's manipulated me, even if she stole my husband, she's still my sister. Why? Because we are all sisters, daughters of the earth. But until we can see that, then we still got work to do. That is the truth. So, um, I have a proposal for all of us. And that is that we go into a challenge. Um, and that challenge I'm going to create for us um, where for 14 days we're going to look at, we're going to do the work, we're going to take responsibility, we're going to look within at where we perpetuate the sister war and do some work together for the planet and for all those women who are not ready for this conversation starts with us and this will have a ripple effect and yes i think i saw someone denise denise said um you know we should make circles through the sisterhood tanya that really the direction of one of the directions i'm wanting to go with sistership circle is um, that we actually have one of our circle programs called Step Into Sistership, which is all about um, creating the safe space for women to explore uh, real authentic sisterhood and the sister war and the sister wound. So, but first we've got to do the work. And um, so I'm inviting you all to come on the challenge with me. So if you're interested in being part of the challenge, then just type challenge as one word into the chat and um, and then you're going to get uh, a notification on how to enter the challenge and so the challenge is going to start next week um, and we're going to actually head on over to Instagram for this challenge where we get to uh, end the sister war by looking at the crimes that we've committed and we get to call ourselves out and be a model because imagine if we use these platforms, these social media platforms, so beautiful, that we can use Facebook and, and Instagram and we can use that and that other people are watching. So there's great power in us coming together for an Instagram challenge to confess to our crimes and to call ourselves out. When we do that, then we model and we create a healing space for others to start to be in this conversation. It's a conversation starter, right? So the invitation you'll get, you'll get that mess. Um, you'll get a message. It'll say basically on your, your messenger, thank you for your interest in the challenge. And then we'll send you details. And then um, we'll put out an email soon with details on how to enter the challenge. And then we're doing this publicly so that we can share it and we can have as many women as possible join in on this challenge together. Sound good? Yeah? Challenge. And I think you just have to write challenge without a period so that you get the message. So if you if you typed in, you haven't gotten the message on Messenger, then you got to just write challenge with nothing else. <laughs> okay, so there was one more thing I wanted to go in here. Marilyn says, maybe it doesn't have to be work. But you know what? I think when we when we do, when we're looking within and we're calling ourselves out, it's work. It's about doing the work. 
but work doesn't necessarily need to be um, hard. It doesn't need to be laborious, but it, it's requiring something of us. It's going to take energy and it's detox, like it's work in the body, right? Like by us calling ourselves out, taking responsibility, being in integrity, um, confessing to our sister crimes, there's work happening within us, right? There's a healing that's happening. There's a detoxification happening. And when we do that, it's, those words are vibrating in our body. And that's how we're transforming. So yes, I want to call it work because it is. Okay, someone else said something in here that I wanted to address. I don't know. Send me more messages if you have any. Um, yeah, thank you, Tiffany, for putting in the Cartman Triangle. Sisters, I am stoked. This is so exciting. Um, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for being part of this. Let's see if I forgot anything here. Um, Mm, last thing I want to say is that if we can remember that we were once all little girls and as little girls, we were all innocent. And if we could come from that place of seeing women who are lying and manipulating as simply little girls who are hurting, that's the place of standing in the compassion for them. Now, it doesn't mean that what they're doing is right, and it doesn't mean that we can't speak out about what they're doing and call them out, right, and draw a line in the sand. But when we come from that place of compassion, we're much more effective. When you're making someone wrong, then they're going to continue to do wrong. I've noticed this with my children, right? When I'm pointing out what they're doing wrong and I'm saying, stop it, and, you know, getting all upset and triggered, it's just hilarious how my daughter's just like, you know, it's like this egging me on, like, oh, yeah, yeah, right? And it's like this rebellious, like, you're going to make me, right? But when I shift and I'm more in this, like, compassionate place of remembering she's just a three-year-old and she's doing nothing wrong, she shifts. That's how we create the space for healing. That's how we create the space for transformation. It's through our listening and how we listen to other women by first how we listen to ourselves. So the more compassion that we can have for ourselves, which happens through the responsibility and the forgiving of ourselves, that is really, really powerful. That's where it starts. So thank you, Denise. I try. I try to be a role model for, and, and that's what it is. It's about doing the work. All right. So I will see you all in the challenge. Thank you everyone for being here with me. And again, continue the dialogue in comments and we'll, um, yeah, we'll continue to, uh, I'll continue to pop in and see what's going on.